2: Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only sports programme from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Joe Porter. In the programme this week, we speak to the Highlanders' halfback Aaron Smith about his meteoric rise into the All Blacks' training squad. We pick the brain of the Samoa first five PC as he gets set for his first super rugby start for the Hurricanes. We talk to the New Zealand boxer Shane Cameron about his return to the heavyweight division and his upcoming bout with Monty Barrett. And we catch up with the Waikato Bay of Plenty Magic's Australian signing Kyo Watts to talk about her first season in the Trans-Tasman Netball competition. The Highlanders' halfback Aaron Smith admits he's still buzzing after being named in the first All Blacks training squad of the year, but says he doesn't feel any extra pressure to perform in this weekend's Super Rugby match against the Bulls. Measuring just 171 centimetres tall and weighing just 82 kilograms, the Manawatu product is somewhat of a throwback to the number nine of old, but his lightning quick delivery and precision passing have many, including All Blacks coach Steve Hansen, trumpeting his unique skill set. I spoke to Smith, the of. Of the first All Blacks training camp in Auckland on Sunday and he says receiving the text from All Blacks manager Darren Shand telling him he was in Hanson's squad was a surreal experience.
1: It was uh, pretty, probably the best text I've ever got, mate, so definitely still a fuzzy thing and I still haven't saved on in my
2: phone, actually. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, I guess the rise has been quite meteoric. Would you ever have thought you would have been in the All Blacks uh, this year? I've
1: still got to meet the team mate, I'm pretty tough to be in the squad firstly but uh, yeah definitely very happy with how the year's gone and uh, obviously you never expect things like this to happen as quick as they do sort of thing so still just trying to ride this train mate and uh, just trying to do the best thing week in week out and uh, if that's what they like then uh, I'll be
2: happy to do that. You've been described by many people as more of an old school style halfback with obviously your delivery being uh, the quickest in the game in New Zealand at the moment. Do you think that gives you an advantage over some of the other guys which perhaps bring similar styles to the uh, picture? Yes,
1: just a thing, obviously being a lot smaller, I had to have a point of difference and that was one thing I was like when I was younger trying to get my pass quicker and stuff so it's just probably, uh, I can't do certain things that obviously other halfbacks can with my physical attributes and that, so just had to make up for another area obviously just trying to be a bit fitter, a bit faster, and then you know, obviously working on my pass, so obviously it's just a bit different, and it's uh, obviously now the defence is getting a lot more stiffer, and a lot, obviously it's more defensive game, you have to sort of beat them in other ways, and maybe playing at a wider, wider faster tempo is key now, not as big and abrupt as other halfbacks used to be in the past.
2: And uh, obviously you'll be looking forward to, to rubbing shoulders with guys like Pity, even though he's not at uh, the top of his game at the moment. Certainly a lot of wisdom to impart.
1: Yeah, definitely I'm quite lucky to be down in uh, Dunedin with Jimmy and that and uh, really enjoy him and obviously Pity's been a, obviously from Hurricanes region when I was younger, from the month or two and that, so I always grew up watching Pity and was a big fan and stuff, so meeting him and rubbing shoulders against him will definitely be a, a dream of mine. And then obviously meeting Andy as well, he's also been real successful with the Crusaders, so big fans of both, so um. Can't really wait to rub shoulders with them. and Yeah, it's kind of buzzy, mate. Still still going to be a bit of a shock on Sunday when I get up there.
2: The Bulls will be um, a very physical challenge. How do you think you'll go defensively around that ruck? They've got some uh, rather large units out there. Yeah, well,
1: if you see me making tackles, that means someone's not doing their job right. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably... Oh, definitely, if they come down my channel, I have to tackle them in there. But, uh, yeah, it's probably... Probably not one of the most funnest things to do, but just go low, mate, and uh, yeah, just do your job. Make my tackles and uh, get ready. You know where the South Africans are not looking to step you like New Zealand, but boys, so a pretty easy to tackle for me. I Just ho- get low and hold on, really.
2: You've played with a few first fives outside with the Highlanders. Obviously, uh, a few injuries going down with the number 10s down there, a bit of a curse. It's, it's not you, is it?
1: Well, so, yeah, there was a bit of a talk around the boys that there has been a bit of a curse on the 10 juicy but... I think footy's footy mate and you are just one, you know, false step away or one false tackle away from, you know, a little stint on the sideline, so you just gotta do what you do and uh, I just try to do my best things and have little coffee meetings with them and that during the week and get to know them and ask what they want and usually they put you as a roomy pre game with them so it's been really good the last few weeks, but yeah, obviously having Mullies and uh Noxie there for the last few weeks has been really helpful knowing that I've only had two for the last few weeks, you know.
2: Yeah, exactly. You've got a pretty decent forward pack down there at the Highlanders as well. Do you have to sort of give them a bark from time to time, or is, or is that not really part of your game?
1: Yeah, definitely. I love that part of the game. It's sort of I'm pretty honest and abrupt about what I'm saying, and whether they like it or not, I'm going to tell them. So, yeah, it's probably just the way I play the game. I'm real passionate about the game, and uh, you know how I feel and what I think, and you'll, I'll tell you what I think. And The boys work really hard for me anyway, so I don't really have to gee them up too much. But, yeah, it's definitely a part of the game I love.
2: Excellent. And obviously uh, a two man, what's it been like being down in the deep south?
1: Yeah, it's uh, awesome. It's uh, obviously a little bit colder than Palmy, but I can't say Palmy's very tropical as well. So yeah, can't wait to um, get home again and see the family in that. But uh, yeah, it's obviously a part and parcel being down here. Obviously it's going to get cold in that, but one good thing is knowing that you're going to play in a dry ball if you play at home. And you know, like Last year we were playing in the rain and the weather and that. And now we've got a roof over our heads. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, do you think that uh, playing inside and obviously on a a dry pitch does give guys, especially like you in in the halfback role, a little bit more of a chance to shine because you're not playing with the slippery, greasy ball. You can really uh, put your skills on show?
1: Yeah, I think that's how uh, Super Rugby's created. Obviously, more in the end of summer sort of thing, leading into winter. And it's always wanted to be a bit faster rugby. So, obviously, having the best ground in New Zealand is really helpful and that helps the playing game and the kind of style we want to play. And, yeah, it's always good to see it. You know, a dry ball game at 7.30 at night, you don't get that much. Usually it's a little bit greasy and slippery, but I think it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting and uh, changes sort of the mould of the Otago team maybe for the next few years, obviously knowing they have a dry field under their foot, not like the old burly big big props and hookers and that that they used to have and playing that muddy game. I think the game will change for a bit in Otago.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, have you spoken to the All Blacks coaches at all? Do you know what they're expecting or hoping from you at the camps?
1: No, mate, I haven't heard anything, so I'll find out on Sunday and, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it'll be interesting to hear what they've got in line. Uh, the Bulls this weekend, obviously they're uh, top of the table after the Chiefs had that little hiccup over the weekend, w- what are you expecting from them on the on the weekend, uh, a typical South African approach?
1: Yeah, definitely, obviously wanting to play a real big power game and drive the ball a lot and play a lot of field position, so we're going to have to counter that and run them around and, uh, yeah, hopefully bring a real attacking game, and hopefully we can score a lot of tries. More tries than them, that's the key, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, halfback Derek Hoggard, he's um, he's a bit of a live wire. What are you expecting from him?
1: Everything. He uh, can run he can run it, tackle it, bunt it. Yeah, you know that he can do it. So definitely got the boys watching him a bit closely, and I'll be keeping a good eye on him.
2: He's certainly got um, a fair bit of pace, doesn't he? Being, uh, he can play on the wing even.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's a little brick.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He is quite interesting to watch for sure. What are you looking for from, from yourself this weekend? Obviously, you've been you've been in some quite good form. Just looking to maintain that momentum.
1: Yeah, just trying to do my core roles right. Obviously, passing, organising D and kicking game and stuff, and speeding the game up, and trying to get a few second touches and some line breaks and that. So, just trying to do my simple things right and uh, do my core roles within the team and focus on job to the job. That's really my keys on Saturday, and uh, hopefully, I can keep the format.
2: Yeah absolutely and, and Jimmy I'm sure he congratulated you after the news you made it in to the squad
1: Yeah definitely he was one of the first texts and I was really pumped about that and real happy You know he's real happy for me and I'm happy that he was happy for me and stuff So he's a real good mate of mine and uh, he's been a real help this last couple of years Been down here and a whole lot to him so he's a good man
2: I'm sure that you're obviously very focused on the Bulls game and the Super Rugby and Highlanders chances But a little extra spring in the step this week Aaron?
1: you yeah, obviously mate it's quite an exciting week and that, and uh, obviously it's in the back of your head now knowing that you could maybe in three weeks be running out and in England's Island so it's definitely uh, added a bit more drive and a bit, a bit of a spark in the step but obviously I just need to do my job for the Highlanders in the next couple of weeks and that'll help.
2: Any worries about trying too hard against the Bulls obviously trying to impress before Sunday any, any nerves or you think there's any risk of perhaps overplaying your hand?
1: No nah, I'm just trying to do what I can do mate like I said just try to do my role each each play and sort of stuff so I'm going to go in pretty fresh-headed I'm going to just do what I want to do my core jobs and that's all I can really do mate like I said a half role is not as like trying to make something happen I just more of a feeder so I've just got to do my core jobs and hopefully add a couple of other things but not try too hard obviously like you said otherwise if I get in over my head I could end up playing worse than I, worse than I am and trying too hard.
2: Aaron Smith the Samoa First Five Tusi PC gets his first Super Rugby start for the Hurricanes this weekend against the ACT Brumbies. PC was a big signing for the Hurricanes before the season as the Wellington-based franchise looked light in that position following the departure of Aaron Cruden to the Chiefs. However, Bowden Barrett has made that position his own. The young Taranaki number no. 10 has come on well this season and has made the All Blacks training camp. PC, who has been playing in Japan for the last three years, has had his issues with injuries this season and is delighted. To finally get a start.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, we had um, the team had a good preparation this week, and uh, even though it was a short short turnaround, um, yeah, we prepared well, and and now it's just um, personal um, preparation now. Bodie Barrett's played um, really well this year, and he's deserved his place in the All Blacks. Um, so for me, it's just coming in and um, carrying on what Bodie's been doing, and um, just contributing to the team. Really, well, it's going to be a tough match. Um, I think for us it's just um, making sure that um, we keep the pill and uh, we're patient with, with ball in hand.
4: That's been one of the hallmarks, I suppose, of the Hurricanes this year is their patience, uh, which perhaps they haven't shown in, in recent years. How have you sort of felt slotting into this uh, combination this year?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, um, I wasn't here last season, but um, you know, this season the boys are a lot more composed. Um, we're sticking to the game plan, and um, you know, it's really paying off for us.
4: Uh, and you've had a few injuries, I suppose. That's been a bit frustrating this year.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. I think um, Bodie was meant to rest against the Chiefs, and I was meant to start, and um, I injured my calf. And um, yes, it has been frustrated. But I guess um, you know, it's 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 um, allowed me to get the rest of my body right, and and um, now I've got opportunity to play.
4: The Hurricanes gone pretty well. The back line, you're sort of slotting in. I mean, are you wanting to? Stamp your sort of type of game on it, how, how do you feel about you coming in at first five? Oh, I
3: think I've just got to do what um, what I know works for me. Um, and really, it's not going to be any different from what um, how bodie has been running the back line and how the back line has been run, but it's just really contributing um, to the team's performance.
4: And what about uh, the game back here? I mean, playing Super Rugby uh, for you, have you felt the New Zealand game or Super Rugby has been going this year?
3: Yeah, I think... Um, being back here and it's a lot more physical from um, from what I'm used to, and um, I mean that's that's the great thing about it, um, different kind of rugby, and um, it's really exciting it's, it's it's exciting to watch, and um, that's one of the reasons why I came back.
4: I suppose playing at this level of uh, rugby uh, because the last sort of what, World Cup last year is it sort of felt like a bit of a lull in the, in a way after
3: that World Cup. Yeah, I mean. Um, you know, the, uh, nothing can replace playing in a World Cup, and um, you know, the World Cup being back at home was great. Um, but I mean, this is a different, wholly different challenge. The World Cup's finished now, and it's um, um, it's an opportunity for for me to um, come and play Super Fifteen and and um, really stamp my mark. And is that good for Samoa? You know, you've got the match against uh, Scotland. Yeah, that's great. Um, I just hope the majority of the boys come back and. Um, yeah, and be together again, and, and um, yeah, try to beat
4: um, a team that's ranked above us. Do you think how Samoa going to? You think in a sort of a stand up this year after you know a World Cup season?
3: Yeah, well, we've um, had a lot of. There's a lot. There were a lot. Uh, a lot of senior players in the World Cup, and um, I think a few of them are going to be retiring. But I mean, that's exciting for the new talent, um, and hopefully, there's a few of us there to to um, bring up the new talent and to help them out.
4: I understand that the Scotland match you're going to have most of them there, but for the Pacific Nations Cup, um, you know, a lot of them won't be—they'll be playing elsewhere or whatever—or won't be available. So,
3: it might be a little bit tough in that. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, but that's and um, saying that, um, I think um, there's a lot of um, young players out there that are outstanding, and it's just time for them to um, to get experience at that level. Um, you know, facing Fiji and and, and Tonga and japan it's, it's not easy. Um, but I mean. Really looking forward to that Scotland game, and I'm sure the other boys are as well.
4: Do you feel that you need to be playing a bit more to sort of press your claim for some more? Yeah, definitely. Um,
3: the more I play, um, the more confidence um, I get from it, and it just shows the um, uh, selectors that you know, I am still performing well and i
4: um, ready for their jersey. So, the match against the Brumbies, you want to sort of control things, kick, and
3: you know, uh, lead the back line? Yeah, well, I have to. Um, That's um, the number 10's job, and uh, for me it's just um, guiding the boys around the paddock and making sure I make the right decisions at the right time.
2: 2CPC speaking to Barry Guy. This is Extra Time, a web-only sports programme from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Joe Porter. The New Zealand boxer Shane Cameron is returning to the heavyweight division after dropping to cruiserweight following his loss to compatriot David Tour. Cameron will take on American Monty Barrett as the feature fight at Auckland's Sky City on July the 5th. Barrett has previously beaten Tour and has been vociferous in his calling out of Cameron. The American landed some sharp verbal shots on Cameron in advance of the New Zealanders' return to the heavyweight division claiming he would rather fight Tour. The typically outspoken New Yorker previously recited a Mocking a poem about how Cameron was in over his head and labelled the New Zealander lunch meat. I caught up with Cameron at the announcement of fellow New Zealander Joseph Parker's foray into the professional ranks, and unlike Barrett, Cameron's happy to let his boxing do the talking. He says the July the 5th fight can't come soon enough.
0: It's not far away now, it's uh, what, seven weeks on Thursday, so uh, we're good to coming a bit faster actually. I don't want to get too ahead of my training, the training's going really well, so um, yeah. You fought this one first fight of the year so it's going to be it's going to be a doozy it's be a goodie. is
2: that a worry is it peaking perhaps a little bit too early for the fight
0: oh it can be if you, if you if you if you get too carried away like i tend to do sometimes get a bit carried away at the training but uh yeah we're monitoring as as, as good as we can or well, i get as i can i know my body better than anyone you know so it's just a matter of how i manage it i've done this plenty of times you know so uh i'm used to it so it's just, it's just up to me. The only person that can ruin it is myself.
2: It must be a big confidence boost knowing that, like you say, it's only yourself that can make you go wrong.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. It's one thing I like about boxing. It's a it's a one on one sport, and you cannot blame anyone apart from yourself. You know, so uh, that's right, that's right. So uh, it's all down to me.
2: Monty Barrett, he, he likes to talk, but obviously you'd rather let your your fighting do the talking in the ring.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, he's a bit of poem writer than what I am, mate. <laughs> so I'll leave the poem writing up to him. Yeah, mate. Worries about what he wants to say or whatever, but come come fifth of July, um, all the poem writing goes out the window and it's in the ring. You know, and I've got a lot to prove.
2: Where do you think you have the advantages in the ring against Monty?
0: Um, definitely my youth. You know, uh, uh, you know he's he'd be he'd be seven years older than me come fight time. You know, and seven years at the top end, he'd be forty-one. And saying that, he's a, he's he, he's an, an absolute pro. You know, he, he, he trains hard. He, he treats his body well. So. Um, but in saying that, I'm, I'm 34 and I do the same. So uh, in terms of conditions, it's never an issue for me. I'm gonna come in for the first time at my natural weight, which I'm gonna come in around 97, 98 kilos, and the condition ain't gonna be an issue. Um, he'll have a bit of experience on me, I've been saying that. I've been around, oh, I've been a, while, around a while as well, be so my 31, 31st pro fight, so, so uh, it's good for me. Um, yeah, it comes down to who wants it the most too, just like anything
2: have you approached this fight any different than you have your previous ones
0: Probably the training probably the training you approach the training different just doing different different training I'm not overdoing it as I say I tend to tend to overdo it too early and then hit a plateau out a bit too early before the fight so it's going to really manage that this time around and yeah, it comes down to peaking yourself for, for that for that one night, for that uh, 5th of July, the night of the 5th of July. So, uh, but I'm very comfortable with um, how things are going so far. So,
2: Like you say, you're a pretty seasoned pro now. How do you sort of approach, um, I guess, the nerves and, and the trying to get the right amount of sleep the night before a bout and things like that? You're pretty comfortable with all that sort of stuff these days?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. No, no problem with my sleeping. I'm a good sleeper. I sleep <laughs> too much, actually, sometimes. But, uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it doesn't consume me. None of, that, none of those things consume me. The, the, I like to put a bit more pressure on myself so I get a few more nerves because I tend to not get nervous enough. So uh,
2: That's kind of a rarity amongst athletes, I suppose?
0: Yeah, 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 well that's, I don't think it's a good thing, <laughs> I don't think it's a good thing, I, you know, probably one of the biggest fights of my career, I wasn't nervous, you know, and uh, didn't work my way, I was just uh, a little bit too relaxed, I think sort of half asleep I think. <laughs> so uh, it's nice to have those nerves in the, in the belly, yeah, to keep everything firing, keep everything sharp.
2: Do you have people keeping track of what Monty's up to, or is it all about just what you're doing?
0: Yeah, it's all about what I'm doing. You know? I already know how Monty fights. I know his style. So, yeah, yeah I don't care what he does.
2: And just a word on Joseph. You've, uh, obviously, uh, he's, he's making his pro debut on the undercard, and, and obviously you think, well, a lot of people think he's got a, a career ahead of him.
0: Oh, of course, everyone's got a career ahead of him in, in some way, shape or form. He's, he's, he's got a lot of ability and a lot of talent, but as I stated before, it's as, uh, it's as far as he wants to take it, how much he wants to, to utilise his, his skills and his ability. You know, if he trains hard and, and works hard and listens and, and has the right coach and the right team by, by around him, which he's got a good team around him, uh, he can go a long way. I'm assuming you've had
2: a, a few sparring sessions with him. Mm. Um, what would be, as I've said before, a
0: seasoned pro, your advice to a young 20-year-old just trying to find his feet? I think just try not to um, get distracted by too many things. You know? he's only young. He's he's got a big future ahead of him. providing he doesn't let distractions distract him, I suppose. You know, so it's just it's just working hard and uh, just stay fit. Just got to stay fit and, and, and make sure you're ready to take fights.
2: Shane Cameron. The Waikato Bay of Plenty Magics Australian signing Kayo Watts has been getting plenty of court time for the franchise in her first year in the ANZ Netball Championship. Watts has quickly adapted to the rigours of the Trans-Tasman League and is playing a key role at wing attack in feeding ball to super shooter Irene Van Dyke. The Magic sealed their third straight win when they beat the Central Pulse 56-46 in Wellington this week to help consolidate their ANZ season. Bridget Tunnycliffe talked to the 23-year-old about the win. and being plucked from relative obscurity.
5: Yeah, it was a great win. I thought um, everybody did a great job. We had a few lapses throughout the... um the game, which I know that we want to work on for next week, um, but overall I think it was a good effort. And um, as fitting into the team, um, I think um, myself I'm becoming more confident. Um, yeah, as the weeks have gone on, so really enjoying it. Remind us how you got in touch with the Magic, or how they got in touch with you. How did it come to be that you're playing for them? Um, yeah, so I've um, had some friends in um, Adelaide, Rebecca Sanders people should, um, know who she is, played for Australia. Um, she'd been our coach doing some, um, specialist coaching for us, um, in my club back home. Um, she then found out somehow, I'm not sure, that, um, Magic hadn't, um, all of their players and um, yeah, then asked me if um, she could put my name forward which I was saying yes fantastic please do and um, yeah sent some um, video footage over and I got asked to trial and um, yeah and here I am. Do you think you would have got this opportunity if you'd stayed in Australia? Um, or maybe not, just not as soon? Um, yeah you know what I really can't answer that question. Um, no, I think it just comes down to, you know, you work hard and um, you just grasp your opportunities. So um, I'm just more than happy to, be ha- to have this one. Well, you're getting plenty of court time. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can't complain about that. No, no, not at all. Yeah, I'm really loving um, the opportunity and just wanting to um, develop and improve over every game, which yeah, I'm trying to do. So, yeah, really enjoying it. How good is it to be able to feed to Irene Van Dyke? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it can get much better, honestly, you know, she is just the best in the world and um, to be able to have this experience and to be able to feed to her is just, um, yeah, helping me as a player grow. And um, partnership with Nopu looks good as well? Yeah, she's, oh, Juliana is fantastic, you know, she, um, she really helps me out and gives me a lot of confidence. And, um,
2: yeah, I think it's going well. Kayo Watts talking to Bridget Tunnicliffe. And that's the show for this week. Feedback is welcome via sport at radioNZ.co.nz. You can get the latest sports news anytime on our website while we'll be back with the next web-only Extra Time show next week. I'm Joe Porter. Bye for now.